All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the High Button Podcast. My name is Justin Belanger. Thank you very much for tuning in here with me uh, at the High Button. Today, we got a great podcast ahead. My good buddy, Kevin Powers, just noticed that I did say good buddy, so he's probably going to make fun of me a bit. Might tell some stories that aren't true, so don't listen to him when he's talking about me. But when he's talking about the MLB playoffs, which are around the corner, definitely listen to him. That's why we have him here. Uh, Kev knows everything when it comes to the game of baseball. I've said this before, when the Blue Jays suck, I really do not care about baseball. Uh, They did suck this year, so I did not watch this year. But when it comes to the playoffs of the MLB, it's probably my favorite out of the NHL, uh, NBA, and NFL. There's something about the game of baseball, the anticipation, the unpredictability that I just love and crunch that all down into a, a final deciding game. Uh, I don't know. I just love it. I, 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 don't, I can't really give a better explanation than that. So we're going to talk to Kev, see what he thinks about the playoffs this year. Maybe some teams that he likes, teams that he doesn't like, matchups that he likes, matchups that he does not like. All that good stuff. It'll be a great podcast. I'm excited about this. Hi, Button. You know what comes next. Here we go. All right. Like I just said, one of these days, the High Button studio will be an actual studio. It will not be in the basement of a house. So we do not hear dogs barking. We do not hear siblings coming over. We do not hear family reunions upstairs. It'll be a nice, calm studio. So with that, I appreciate you, Kevin, coming into a hostile environment and dropping a little bit of knowledge. I'm happy to be here. I uh, I welcome the, the craziness of your household. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. People people probably don't welcome it as much as uh, as they'd like to. Well, I guess just me. I guess when other people come on the podcast, they're more nervous. Well, they, they also don't, really don't know care. your family. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. I never thought of that. Do you think people are nervous coming over to a house to do a podcast? Definitely. You're always nervous when you meet somebody's parents. I never, I've never put those together. Yeah. People, because when people come over, they could be like, "Oh, I might have to meet his parents. I might have to, I might have to meet yeah. someone that I just don't want to meet." Well, honestly, if you're like come over for this podcast, I've got a studio in my basement. Yeah, they could be walking into anything. Yeah, <laughs> you know, imagine and, what they yeah. think. You're, if they don't know you, yeah, they think your parents are crazy. Yeah, podcasts are becoming more and more common. Everyone's. That's true. I wonder how many times in my life I've said, "Hey, man, do you want to come over and do a podcast?" At least over two hundred. Yeah. Because this is episode 160, and I know I've been denied at least 40 times. Is that math correct? Yeah, like I've been, I've been denied a bunch. So, What's crazy is that people probably don't even bat an eye or think about it. They're like, oh, podcast, yeah, sure. I'll come over to your basement. Yeah. Like those who want to do it. Yeah. It's not like, well, what do you mean you have a podcast? Yeah. The first reaction is I think people love to talk about themselves. I'm one of them. Love to talk about myself. So when people yeah. have the opportunity to come on and like talk about what they're doing, that's why... I'd say most people say yes. Yeah. Not that not that you're coming over to talk no. about yourself. You have a no. an expertise that I admire. Well, yeah. Unfortunately, we're friends and you're stuck talking to me anyway, so I said in the intro you'll hear before this that I was like, oh, this guy might make fun of me, but don't listen to him. Any stories that he tells about <laughs> me are not true, but listen to his baseball yeah, statistics. Yeah, yeah. Talking to the mic a little bit. We can do a little yeah. test test here. So yeah, you're test. fine there. Are we- you're in the yellow. Just make sure to talk know. like I right. I don't know t- what the yellow means. Do say say go test 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 test. That's great. That's, That's great. another thing. One of these days, the high button, we're gonna get quality microphones. Um, actually, I should plug that right now. If you're listening to the high button podcast and you're a millionaire or a thousandaire, or you got a microphone guy, yeah, but microphone guys don't want to give up their microphone. These are great mic. Well, they're not the and best. Maybe you know someone who wholesales them. Yeah, that's true. But I'd like to have my own. I just your own, like pod like microphones. Like just a these? full, they're mine, yeah. but like, I just want to, I don't, I don't want to ask for money, but if you have $3,000 <laughs> laying around, let hey, me know. Anonymous donor. Mm. Looking at you. All right. So what I was saying before, there are a lot of people in this world that think they know sports and they talk a lot about sports. And for me, I think it goes in one year out the other. Um, we've known each other for a long period of time. And when it comes to baseball conversation, I trust your opinion. I really don't know much about the game. I know I love the game, mm. but when it comes to, the, I don't even know if X's and O's is a correct term in baseball. Are there X's and O's in baseball? Like there's X's and O's in football. Yeah, I would, I would think no. I've never seen an X or an O, but you could probably do whatever you want. There's the erasable boards for every sport, so you could use X's and O's if you really want to. Over a bit, yeah, you yeah. got it. Yeah, okay. Well, anyways, how was the baseball season this year? Was it a good season? Was it a bad season? The Jays were terrible, but... 
how was the season nonetheless? Yeah, it was good. I mean, like, yeah, like I was telling you, I'm, I'm a baseball fan first, so I enjoy watching baseball, you know, regardless of whether the Jays are good. Um, I don't know that I'm qualified to talk about baseball, but to be honest, I'm not qualified to talk about much. None of us are. Yeah. Uh, what you, think the guy, you, think, say? you think the guy running the country of America is qualified? No, that's right. Well, so, they say, it, yeah, it, 10,000 10, hours to achieve excellence. I've definitely watched 10,000 hours of baseball. Have you? Easy. But wouldn't you have had, 10, to, hours wouldn't you've had to play? Te- so have you played 10,000 hours? Well, I'm not here playing baseball, though. That's the difference. So if you talk about ba- so if you that's true. Oh, that's a good point. If you watch baseball for 10,000 hours, yeah. you definitely know something about it. Well, maybe. We'll see. I wish we lived in a city where we had a professional baseball team, man. When I was in, yeah, just you were the, gonna say when you were in Vancouver with just yeah, just I was gonna say it doesn't have to be like a professional, like it doesn't have to be a major league team. It could be a minor league team. Yeah, that's every bit as fun. Yeah, yeah. it's just the one the price. I, even if I feel if the Toronto Blue Jays were here, even when like they sucked this year, tickets couldn't have been that expensive up in the in the rafters. Like no more over fifteen bucks. When sorry. Like the Blue Jays this year, like so they weren't oh, that good. Yeah. Uh, like no, like I know, I know you can go to the standing deck in the outfield for like I don't know ten bucks, something like that. Yeah, that's yeah. No, you can definitely you could go, you could be pretty broke and go to a game every day if you don't care about where you are. Yeah, yeah. but like I said, it doesn't even have to be. It's just a leisure thing. It's such a yeah. Where did you you went somewhere recently? No. Detroit. And you went to a game by yourself, oh, you yeah. said. Yeah, I went to a series. I, so I went with my dad. But um, my dad was I, my dad was working, so I like we went to all the evening games, but there was an afternoon game yeah. where I was, I mean, what the hell am I going to do in Detroit yeah. by myself? Um, so yeah, I, I went to a game by myself. It was one of the best experiences I've ever had. I sat, so I like, I splurged on the tickets just because I was, well, I was young. I didn't, it's not like I had any, bills to pay yeah so i i sat uh i sat third baseline probably yeah. like three or four rows right, up yeah right there right here yeah both three or four rows up third baseline yeah and i sat with these three old ladies who were season ticket holders love it it was hilarious they they knew every single player they knew like they knew the tigers better than i did yeah um obviously and it was great you know i just probably had three four beer it was hot that, roasted all day that's the, the best sun. case scenario right there to sit with some um season ticket holders locals been to every game probably know every nook and cranny of the building probably have a bunch of stories i don't mind that what the same thing happened to me when i went to a dodgers game whenever i was there yeah sat next to this old hispanic guy he's been yeah. there for since he was like 15 he said just talked about how how much he hated san francisco and how much he loved the Dodgers, and that's cool. Were you cool. in the bleachers? Oh, way up there. Yeah. So, but that's where I think that's where you find the stories. Like, if you go third base on, like, if you get those nice seats, is when you're gonna get the, yeah, I don't know, like the bosses, kids, and yeah, everyone who's got season ticket holders. You go to the bleachers; those are the people who have been fans for 50 years. <laughs> yeah. Anyone can just show up and drop a couple thousand dollars on tickets. Um, yeah. But the guys who tough it out in the bleachers, yeah. those are the guys who've been coming for, for years. Dodger Stadium is one of the most segregated buildings I think I've ever seen in my life. It's funny, though, because all up in the top, it's all Hispanic people. And then on below, it's all um, white people. But it's funny, right behind home plate yeah. is George Lopez. It's all these white people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then yeah, George yeah. Lopez is right there, best seat yeah. in the house. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, but yeah. it's a sick, uh, man, just talking about it. Just walking into a baseball stadium for the first time, even the worst one in the league, I think, which is Tampa Bay, apparently. I remember just walking in there and just being like, wow. Yeah, it's just massive. Well, and they're all different. So I guess like all all sporting stadiums for the most part are different. But in terms of like the actual, it's the only, I mean, I think, yeah, it's it's the only uh, field of play that changes. You know what I mean? Like no, I don't know what you you're mean. playing on the same hockey rink no matter what town you're in. Yeah. Well, if you're in New York oh. or Boston, the dimensions of the field change. Like the outfield bleachers are smaller, they're bigger. Uh, like Houston had a um, hill in the outfield. Um, so Arizona's got a, I think it's Arizona's uh, fountain, like behind yeah, the center yeah. field wall. Yeah. Um, Milwaukee, there's a water slide. 
I think those are the right cities. But yeah, so it's like every, every different stadium is almost like a different theme park. And some of them are really nice and upscale or some are like, like Oakland's is a piece of shit. Yeah. Um, but it's cool because they're all different. Why is that though? Like it, there, there's no rule you, set you in place? Think, well, probably because baseball is so old. That's one thing yeah. I love about the game, though, is the traditions that they keep in place. Yeah. Like, there's never a question of, okay, we're going to get rid of the umpires. Like, no, every- but, I mean, it's a good thing or bad. It's a good thing and a bad thing. Because think about it. It's like it took so long to uh, to adopt instant replay. Did Oh, oh did yeah, it? yeah, yeah. Because now they have the challenge rule and where you can look at a call. And there was so much pushback about that, which is good in a way like, oh, yeah, protect the umpires. Mm. But come on. Like, if it makes the sport better, mm. what are we really talking about? Oh, you're going to make the game too long? It's like, well, the game's already three and a half hours. If it's are th- three hours and 45 minutes, I think the diehard baseball fans are going to stick around. Isn't that a problem that they were trying to get rid of is speeding up the game? They're saying it's too yeah. long? Yeah, like yeah, Like, fans yeah. were complaining? Yeah, and so, some got, like, some pitchers, usually like better pitchers take a long time in between pitches you think pitching's taxing so guys take their time those are long games the best pitchers to watch are the guys who just speed through it yeah um obviously that's what the mlb would like to have every team sort of that pace of play yeah but it's not what you get and like i don't i don't know how you police that you're gonna have it up there telling oh hurry up hurry up yeah it doesn't work um i don't know get rid of the seventh inning stretch but I feel like there's a lot of people, not even our generation, like our parents' generation, that don't want to see any change. Like they don't mind no, the fact that it's not. three hours. No, you know they don't mind that. But know what you're signing up for. I'm, I'm never gonna go to a baseball game and be like, wow. Yeah. Those three hours. Yeah. Man, I would like I wasn't expecting that. It's like you're an idiot if you go to a baseball game and you're surprised that it went long. Hypothetical. Do you think they're yeah. trying to speed the game up because millennials have a shorter attention span? I don't know. <laughs> probably a, not. They're probably not counting on millennials to uh, yeah, well, keep, keep the life of the business. It's, all, it's the local cable deals. I don't think anyone's That's counting it. on millennials. No, not for anything. Not for a lot of things. Maybe, what do you say local what? Maybe for the odd podcast. Cable? Um, yeah, the local cable deals. Like That's what keeps Major League Baseball afloat. So those those deals are huge. Yeah, yeah. Like, for example, like the NBA has a huge deal with, uh, I think it's ABC. Um yeah, ABC. Yeah, and I think hockey's NBC. Sportsnet, uh, NBC, yeah. 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 But the way people watch baseball, we don't tune into baseball to watch the big game on Sunday. Like So with the NFL, you're mm-hmm. going to tune in to watch the Monday nighter, the Sunday nighter. We don't do that with baseball. We mm-hmm. follow our local teams. Mm-hmm. So WKC Cincinnati or like whatever that local station is, yeah. th- those are the people in those areas tune into those local networks to watch their team. So even if the Jays are dog shit, you're watching the Jays play all year. You're going to tune into Sportsnet and watch them play all summer long. Yeah. Um, so that's where the MLB strikes their deals with these local providers. Uh-huh. And that's what keeps them afloat. So if anything, it's not millennials because millennials don't even purchase cable. They stream everything through their phone. So, yeah, there's streaming deals that they have in place, too. But if more than anything, it's like rural communities. If you're Major League Baseball, you want to be looking at rural communities interesting yeah because it's like you said it's old there's tradition mm. gotta yeah as bad as it sounds it sounds like i'm bashing but like you almost look for the those who aren't that uh up for change up for <laughs> not really motivated people <laughs> yeah do you think yeah. do you think that's why the green bay packers do so well like they're in that they're literally in the suburbs of a community, aren't they? With like houses surrounding the stadium. Yeah. Well, when you think about it, with certain cities, it's like or towns. Um, yeah. What do you got going on? Like that's what makes some places great sports towns, is because that's what they have. That's it. Yeah. Or you know they have other things, but it's like not. They don't have everything. It's mm-hmm. not New York or L.A., which happen to be great sports towns, but mm. some smaller ones thrive too. And I. There doesn't really seem to be a rhyme or reason as to why, but yeah. that's why college sports are huge too, though. Yeah, you get a small community, well something to rally. But you can relate to that too, just with um, Halifax West. Just the, no, the junior hockey. 
Yeah. You, you go to some shitty town in Nova Scotia. And yeah. It's interesting when there's no money involved, how what sports is like compared to when there is money involved. Yeah. Not saying that, you know, that's any worse. The competition level is low. Well, actually, that's not true. It, it could be even if you're playing, for example, for the New York Rangers on a Tuesday night, just top of my head. And, you know, you got five million in the bank. You're not trying to go pro. You are a pro. You're a millionaire. You're set for life. It's a Tuesday game against Nashville. You're not flip that. Let's say you're playing for Boston College. It's a Tuesday night game where they only play weekends. Yeah. You're trying to go yeah. to the show. You're going balls to the wall. Well, and all your friends are in the crowd. You yeah. know what I mean? Like your, your mom and Family. dad are watching. Like, yeah, there gets to a point where maybe your parents don't watch every game if you're a professional because yeah. it's less impressive. Yeah. As funny as that sounds. But yeah. it's like when there's a chance that you might turn or you might make it, everyone's watching. Yeah. So, yeah, you could argue that there is more incentive to be up for every game. I wish we had more college channels on TV here. Not that I watch TV or college sports a lot, but yeah. if it was on sports and that TSN every now and then, which it is kind of TSN. Yeah. TSN basketball will be on every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. The Canadian stuff. And also if we were yeah. from a place where, that's you know, just that's just the big, that's all it is. Because what you're missing is the community. Like the, yeah. why that's why college sports do so well is because there's the community feel yeah. your friends are in the stands, you know, everyone yeah. like there's this sense of pride or it's like you and I aren't going to have much sense of pride for some yeah. school in the middle of who knows where. Um, well, let's get, let's go. Let's go on this baseball talk here. How was yeah. the year? Was it a, I don't know. Was there any upsets? Was it a, a crazy year? I feel like the media makes every year seem amazing. Like they, they'll make stories out of yeah. something. Like, what was this year like? Oh yeah, like I mean, there's definitely a lot of storylines in terms of, you know, individual player performances, and different things happening in the league. But just in terms of like competitiveness, the yeah. American League was really spread out. So the the best teams are like the best teams still like who've made the playoffs are from the American League. Okay. That's where the cream of the crop is. And but the gap was huge. Like you could have said who was going to the playoffs weeks ago, if not like the middle of the summer. You knew who was good and who was bad and who was going to make it through. The so Nat that's not exciting. No, it, I, it's not there's no real race. Okay. Um it's going to make the playoffs very competitive in the American League. They're going to be very good. Okay. But yeah, it's not as exciting, but I mean you don't really watch the regular season like that in baseball anyways. Yeah. Um the National League was much more competitive in terms like the teams aren't as good, but it was much more spread out. Like there was, did you know there was a game today? What? Yeah. So a wild card game. Yeah. Two actually not wild card games, tiebreaker games. So both teams were already in the playoffs. Oh, okay. Sorry. I thought they were wild card, okay. but they needed to determine who won division. So uh, Milwaukee and sh the Chicago Cubs played this afternoon Okay. and the Brewers won. So the Brewers take division. So they're actually, they're the top, team in the national league now so they play the winner of the wild card and the cubs will play the braves okay um who's in the wild card games uh so that that needs oh it's actually the wild card will be the cubs and the loser of the the rockies dodgers so they're playing the other game right now so there's two so there a lot of teams were neck and neck in the national league all okay. year so and there was young teams too that should like the Braves are really young, sh like should not have been good this year. And yeah. they took their division. So the national league was definitely more interesting. Uh, but I still think the best baseball is in the American league. And I'll, I mean, I'll be watching almost every series or most of every series, but I'm definitely more interested in the American league. I'm I really interested. No, I really am interested in seeing. Um, or the 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 Yankees are in the wild card position, right? Yankees A's. When's that game? Wednesday. I'm really interested in that Aaron Judge guy. You know me. I like the big stage. I like watching the yeah. big stage. I like who's the real deal, who's not the real deal. Has he lived up to his name so far, or is it still young? Is he still too young to judge? Uh, no pun intended. Is he still <laughs> too young to to judge who he is as a player? No, I think you have a pretty good idea who he is. Um, He's good. He's is good. he? Yeah. I mean. Is he the real deal? Yeah, he's the real deal. Yeah. That's, do you think some players, like I know in hockey especially, like guys, they'll go to the, they love, well, Brandon Press, perfect example. He admitted, he's like, I love going to the big markets. Like, love yeah. doing this, love doing that. Baseball, I feel like 
Yeah, I could be wrong when I say that. But is there players like that that want to go to a big market? And some players that just want to just be like, you know what, I'm going to go play in Milwaukee for my career. I really don't give a fuck about that. Well, it's interesting because the influx of players coming into the league, is, it's a little bit more diverse and different than other leagues. And how, how so? Well, you have a lot of players coming from uh, different countries. So Dominican, Cuban. Never thought of that. Yeah, Venezuela. So there's a lot of guys who don't know the difference between L.A. or Milwaukee. Yeah. Um. Honestly, a lot of those guys that don't think care, um, and not to speak for them, but my assumption would be that you, you've you never ha- had a dollar in your life, yeah. and now you're going to have millions of them. I can do that in Cincinnati. I can do that in Toronto. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah, So, but there's definitely players who get probably more American players, but you know, international players as well that have sort of an appetite for the spotlight. Yeah. Um, I mean, who wouldn't like to play baseball in New York or Boston? That'd be pretty cool. What's the most dominant country that plays baseball? Dominican Republic? Cuba? Uh, Yeah, those two are up there. Venezuela's up there, too. Um, Yeah. I was going to say, is it one of the most popular sports in the world? But I was going to say soccer pretty much is. But if you think about people coming from those poor countries, there must be a lot of competition. Latin America. Yeah. I mean, it's not it's not really played in. Uh, if you can't reach it, just Europe. move the mic. <laughs> just move the mic. I got it. I got All right. Uh, yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not like there's a lot of guys playing over there in Europe. No, but they're playing in Asia though. Yeah, everyone's yeah. going to Asia. Like the yeah. the NHL was there. A lot going on over there. A lot going on over there. But the question is. Like what's uh, I, I hate to keep bringing hockey back in, but that's all I know. Uh, India, they have like an Indian broadcast for CBC Hockey Night in Canada. Do they? Apparently, hockey's huge over in India. Love it. Well, you got enough people. I mean, I'm sure you can find a a little group for anything. Isn't that interesting? It's a it's a perfect definition of if you build it, they will come. How do, Indians yeah. don't know that they love hockey, but they made it. It's a sport. Now it's over there. Now they love it. Yeah. Same thing right. with baseball. Who's over? Yeah. Uh, Anton's and. Korea right now is he yeah. and his snapchat is just he's at baseball games all day yeah that'd be awesome you know i'd love that'd to be see awesome. it's good baseball too is it that's what i was gonna yeah. say like the 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 level of they're good yeah who's the guy that's playing for otani for the angels yeah yeah who's this guy he's the real deal he's unbelievable i mean more so it's like what what how his career will sort of pan out who's to say but like what he's just doing right now mm. To have somebody, so he's a starting pitcher yeah. and he's the best batter on his team. Whoa, he's, he's whoa, not, whoa. He's not because that's Mike Trope. That's like, not a thing, is it, in, on other teams? If you're the no, best pitcher, you're the pit, one. Pitchers don't hit. Um, so he's a true switch player. Like he, that's So awesome. on, on days that he starts, he also bats. Um, at, or like, so where, where he's in the American League, he can DH as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He's not just hit. Like, there are pitchers you will see, like, Madison Bumgarner's a guy. Like, there's certain guys who can hit yeah. pretty well. Yeah. This guy mashes. Like, he, you would bat him in, like, the 3, 4, 5 spot. How old is he? he pitches. Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure because he came over. But, like, he's not old. Okay. Um, He was injured, so he he stopped pitching this year due to an injury, but he continued to bat. Um, So, it's cool. I mean, if even even if he can't pitch next year just to see him get like 500 plate appearances yeah. or something like that that'd be really cool because if you go back like to remember any year and just sort of think like nothing like that has ever happened i was gonna say if you're his agent yeah. aren't you bargaining for more money because he's he's well two you, got players? A, you got a huge deal i was gonna say yeah you got a huge deal i mean babe ruth did both but like it was completely different yeah you you would never look back on a single season and be like oh, oh yeah well, we also had something like it's just like really out of the ordinary and in a way it's sort of been it was it was covered very well but in a way it was almost undercovered mm. um a little bit yeah uh he's in a big market though he's in LA so you're going to see plenty of them who was the first asian player to really come on the scene in the mlb i'm thinking of the guy from seattle ichiro is was he like as far as I know, yeah, yeah, like that. That's what I remember. Hideo Nomo was a pitcher for the Dodgers. I don't know. Um, he was, yeah, he was like a big guy, but that was sort of the same timeline. Yeah, I don't remember much before then, so there might be, but as, as far as I'm aware, was you, how did you get like? Was your dad a baseball guy? Because I know you said like mm-hmm. you used to watch the Bulls, and I was like, that's one thing I'm always jealous of. Is like 
basketball was never on in my household when I was younger. Yeah. I wish I could have seen some of that era. Was baseball yeah. on in your house? Yep. Yeah. The Blue Jays? So, like, how did the A's come about for you? Uh, yeah, so the A's have been the team that I've followed since I was, I was like, I think I was in grade three. I, I was eight or nine. How did that happen? It was totally random. So they had, I really liked their team. So the first baseball I ever watched, yeah, baseball was on in my house. My dad's a huge baseball fan. Mm. But TBS, which is now, I don't have cable. Oh, it was like Peachtree TV. Peachtree, you know, yeah. Channel 51. Yeah. Seinfeld was on that channel. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So TBS Superstation, uh, back in the day, was the home of the Atlanta Braves. So I watched all of these Braves games. So I remember it was the first team I ever followed, even before the Blue Jays. Uh, Raphael Furkel yeah. was their shortstop, like first favorite player. Um and I just started consuming a lot of baseball. Yeah. Um, and I remember the playoffs. It was when the A's had um, a really good pitching rotation. So it was like Barry Zito, Mar- Mark Mulder, Tim Hudson. Uh, and they, like, Eric Chavez was my favorite baseball player at the time. So they just had a bunch of guys that I really liked. Okay. I just kind of stuck with them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would have been like eight, nine, ten years old. And yeah, so that, that's who I, I, I still follow when you watch the movie moneyball do you remember that actually happening in real life that streak yeah absolutely did they do a good job of i think well i, I didn't live it but i know but you watched it yeah like I mean, did, were they child, accurate with everything i guess yeah it's true if you are watching yeah. it, you're not on the team i guess you can only i mean so there's some things obviously like i don't know but there, there's some things i've read yeah. about like certain things that were accurate or weren't accurate yeah I mean, as far as i'm concerned uh, from a fan's perspective it seemed pretty spot on um I remember when they like, I don't know. When did that movie come out? Was it 2010, 11, 12? Like I, I remember the rumors for that movie, um, right after actual Moneyball. It was like two, probably like 2006 ish. Okay. Um, and there was talks about Brad Pitt was going to play Billy Bean. I was just like, no way that's ever going to fucking happen. Like <laughs> who would even watch this movie about base? Like I'd watch it. Like who, yeah. who wants to see this movie? Yeah. So it's funny that it actually became such a big movie, but yeah. that was in the works for years. Yeah. But it's funny because it's like, okay, that is, I guess to jump back to like the present, yeah, the A's are in the wild card game this year. So how pumped are you? Well, I'm excited. When's the mean, game? Uh, Wednesday. Nice. Yeah. Um, so they play the Yankees, but they started the season as the lowest payroll team in the majors this year. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Billy Bean's still there. No. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Billy Bean's still there. Cool. Um, That's but, wicked. They're the first team to ever have the absolute lowest payroll and then make the playoffs. Like start the season with the absolute Wait, this lowest year? Payroll. Yeah. That's a story. That's huge. It, well, yeah, it is. It's a, it's a really big deal. So, And it's funny the thing about baseball too. Like it's such a long season. It's essentially two NHL seasons or two NBA seasons. Yeah. We're playing 162 games. Yeah. And I mean, with basketball, if you played the NBA finals at any point during the season – there's a pretty good chance Golden State's going to win. Yeah. But with baseball, I mean, there's so it's all about rhythm and streaks and all of that. Yeah, exactly. Who's hot when? And usually who wins the World Series is the team who turns it on in September. Mm-hmm. So if you played the World Series at any point during the season, you'd have multiple champions Yeah, for one season. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So, but the start of this season, it's like Oakland was okay. Um, the, you know, they were right there, but, the team in their division who was doing really good uh, other than the Astros was Seattle. And it was like, Oh shit. Like Seattle came out of nowhere, but then it was the halfway point. And uh, like Oakland just became the best team in baseball for the second half of the season. They were like the best team in baseball. Um, and yeah, now they're in the wild card game and against the I Yankees. Get, yeah. yeah. The, do the Yankees have the highest payroll in the league? Uh, I don't know, but it probably that's, I'd have to so look, sick. but they're up there. Now yeah. I'm excited for this. Yeah, this is good. the movie. This is the movie coming to life, essentially. I don't know if they had the streak, but like lowest it, versus highest, Giambi. You're yeah. still trying to replace Giambi. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it, it's like, I mean, like most sports, like b- baseball's like a copycat sport. Somebody does something once right. Is it? Pe- yeah, people are going to start to try to emulate that or copy it. Um, the Red Sox, the Red Sox were like the first team to really kind of lean into it. Like they won the World Series in two thousand four. That was the year they broke the streak. I think that was 04. Okay. Um, they basically did Moneyball, and a lot of teams have. They've done, um, 
they took the, the numbers route. Get yeah, on base, like get the on Bill base. James methodology. Like yeah. so they did Moneyball, but they also have a payroll. So it's like, yeah, it's great what Oakland does. Yeah. But they're still poor. So they're still at a disadvantage because now everyone knows what they do. Yeah. Other teams can do it and other teams can also pay a big name player. So that's why there's still like a disadvantage and it's like, you know, Oakland hasn't won in the Billy Bean era. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's great, but other teams can sort of do that, copy it and still pay. Like the Red yeah. Sox have a huge payroll, but they're very advanced in their way of thinking and the players they bring up and draft and grow in their system. Like they're, they're definitely one of the best front offices in baseball and how they groom their organization. Yeah. But they're also, they can also just go out and pay any guy they want. Is Billy Bean a hot commodity in the MLB? Like, is it, it, do other teams want this guy? Because imagine what he could do with yeah. a budget. Yeah, I mean, you know, there, there was a few years ago where he went all in at the deadline and all in, like traded off a bunch of their pro. They always trade off their best guys, no matter if they're in their prime or not, and get prospects. Why? It's just because they're not going to pay somebody what they think they can replace with with young talent prospects or just random guys as a fan do you get annoyed by that you definitely like i i so i did a few years ago they traded off they traded off a bunch of their best players now i remember the haul they got back was like uh, you probably wouldn't even know anything but it was like jeff samarja um i can't remember if zach granke was part of the deal but they got a bunch of like top pitching guys yeah. because what would happen they played detroit every year in the playoffs and they would get smoked because detroit had the best pitching um so they tried to match it and it didn't work out. They lost. It was a good series, but I mean, they lost. And it was kind of like, I think that's when maybe some people started to sour on Billy Bean. It's like, when is he ever going to figure this out? Because now he's even doing things he wouldn't typically do. Mm. But I mean, he's still really good. I'm sure he would not be without a job, put it that way. Yeah. Like somebody else would be happy to have him. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I mean, he did it again. So yeah, he's he's good. Yeah. But when, th- sorry, what were you going to say? No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just thinking Wednesday. Like I'm... Now I'm excited. Like I, I am excited. Don't get me wrong. Like this is why I kind of have you here because I want you to get me excited mm. for some of these series, like things. Like, but now I'm excited for this game on Wednesday. Yeah. Okay. So, so the the Yankees this this season. Yeah. They broke the MLB record for like uh, home runs in a season, like by a team. Wow. Yeah. So they the most ever home runs by a team in a single season. So the steroid police are going to be in that dressing room this year. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they got a lot of guys who can hit, but I mean that, so that's, what's interesting though. So Yankee stadium, the games at Yankee stadium, Yankee stadium is a hitters ballpark. When they built the new stadium, they built it on a wind. Tunnel. I remember you telling me this yeah. bills on a wind tunnel. So balls fly out of there. Um, Oakland Coliseum is notoriously like one of the worst hitters ballparks. <laughs> it's massive. Is it like a football stadium? Yeah, actually, that's where the Raiders play too. Yeah, yeah. I was a, watching uh, the game on Sunday, like and there foul, was yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's dirt in the yeah. middle of the field. Yeah, yeah. But foul territory is huge. Um, the like the bullpen is on the field, like not back in the outfield. It's on the sides yeah. of the field. There's just so much territory. Like it's deep to the corners. It's it's tough to hit there. So it's like, I, I think if the game's in Oakland, Oakland wins for sure. I actually think, excuse me, I actually think Oakland is the much better team. The Yankees are the team I have the least amount of faith in of the American League. Oh yeah, but um, the Yankees have really big bats, and uh, and they're in a wind tunnel. Well, yeah, they're home. <laughs> they're in a hitter's ballpark, so it's like there's and it's one game. It's not a seven game series or five game series. It's one game, so. They'll probably win. They might win. I still think Oakland's a better team. Like I would take Oakland. Oh yeah. But uh, it is funny how like how much it shifts depending on where they play. I feel like baseball is one of the hardest sports to gamble on. Is that a correct statement? I feel like like yeah. I said. Well, there's a lot of variables. Like a lot of times it comes down to who's pitching. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got to know the sport to bet on it. Yeah. Or just fluke it. Yeah. Because it could be a terrible team. Like for years, the Seattle Mariners with Felix Hernandez. Yeah, he was like the best, one of the best pitchers in baseball, but they were a terrible team. So just a casual fan or the casual gambler would be like, okay, I'll take whoever's playing Seattle. They suck. Yeah, but if Felix Hernandez is pitching, they're like it's a different story because you've got f- five or six different pitchers who are going to pitch on any given night. When you were saying how, I forget what you were saying a second ago. I was thinking of baseball. Yeah, you're you're talking about how Billy Bean was trying to like revol- not revolutionize the game, but he's trying to always figure things out. People took his idea, ran with it. Yeah. And I was thinking of hockey. It's like you know what hockey has changed from 
10 years ago to where it is now. But then I thought of basketball. Yeah. Can Is basketball a sport that can be transformed or is baseball or is basketball what it is? Like you can't really do I, anything else to... Well, I would argue that it has been. Really? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean... The three look, ball, Steph Curry? Exactly, yeah. Like look at what you're seeing right now. I'm. That was a rule... <sighs> I, you could fact check me, but I think it was like sometime in the seventies yeah. where um, they adopted three point line. And to think about that, it's like they played basketball for a very long time. There's a lot of greats played without a three point line. And then it was there and it was sort of this casual thing. Like, I don't know. <laughs> and, 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 but now it's like, if you had told me a few years ago, the the tallest guy on the floor is going to be six foot nine. And I know that sounds really tall to like the, regular people like you and I. But I just thought of sex when you said six foot nine. Nah, yeah. Sorry. Sorry about that. Um but typically the tallest guy on a court, like when I grew up, there was a seven footer on the floor at all times. Or they were like <laughs> six eleven, six ten. But like now it's a lot of times the biggest guy on the floor is six nine, six eight. Because you instead there used to be two big men. Like you would have a seven footer and then your power forward would be six ten. Yeah. Six eleven, like Tim Duncan was a power forward. Yeah, and, and now it's like those guys have to be s- centers. Yeah, um, because you want to have as many versatile players on the floor as you possibly can. So, anyone who's at, like wings, the more wings, the better. Anyone who's like long armed, it doesn't matter how tall you are, really. You just have to be a versatile defender. Yeah. So now more of those guys, and then more guys who are just sort of spacing the floor and shooting three pointers. They're shooting threes at a clip like they never did. Do you so. think that's good for the game of basketball or bad? Uh, it is exciting for the fans, but yeah. it can be repetitive. Why? Because there has been times yeah. where I'm watching and it's just like, all right, shoot a three, miss. Shoot a three, make it. Shoot a three, make it. Shoot yeah, a three, Houston's miss. Yeah, Houston's kind of like that. Um, yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> like person. I do think it's good for the game. I think yeah. it adds level of excitement. Anytime you can inject more offense into a sport, mm. it's typically better for the viewers. I am personally not the biggest fan of it because I I really like like old school big men X's and O's. Which is yeah, like yeah. I like I like post moves. I like really good footwork, fundamental stuff. Mm. Like I love watching that. Mm-hmm. It's not as um, you know. It, it, it's 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 not as easy to watch as this fast-paced shooting threes though like i'll yeah. admit that like watching a f- uh, like a fat seven foot guy just get the ball in the low block and sort of weasel his way around. through yeah. <laughs> like it's, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's 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 not riveting stuff but uh, i mean some guys are really good and i do miss that element of the game and i do think it's going to come back and in certain ways because there's some guys in the league who don't post up nearly enough yeah. and, and could be destroying these smaller lineups. And I think certain teams have gotten carried away with how they play. Mm. If you look at a guy like Joel Embiid, like, yeah, he can shoot threes. That's great. I love to see it, but man, let him go post up the other guys, big man. He'll destroy them. It's like the, the conversation people talk about Shaq, like, Oh, Shaq couldn't play nowadays. So yeah, he could. Shaq was 350 pounds. But I've heard that the league has become a lot more sensitive, especially the refs. Like, if there's a guy down low trying to post someone yeah. up and trying to dunk, like, they'll get fouled right away. That the league has become that. Well, no. So, fouls get called more often for sure. They remove the hand-checking rule. That's something. So What's the hand-checking rule? Like, in Jordan's era in the 90s, like, mm-hmm. you could have your hand. The defender could have his hand on the guy. On the defense? You can't yeah. do that anymore? No. I mean, you get away with it, but, like, they'll call it. Um, they And they look to call it. Ooh. Whereas back in the day, like that was that was acceptable contact. Big men is a little different because big men actually don't get treated fairly. Like they get hit a lot more, yeah, and they don't get called because it doesn't look like much. Mm. Like a little guy gets hit, he goes flying. When a big guy gets hit, he barely flinches. So mm. it's like they don't they don't get the calls as much. But anyways, I mean, that, I, anyway, that's getting carried away a little bit. But I think yes, the game has changed, and I wonder. Like I think about it all the time. Like. I think the NBA has changed so much. Like, like I said, if you told me the biggest guy on the court was a small guy and that everyone's shooting threes, I'd be like, man, like, no, I don't buy that. But then I think like, what other sports could that happen in? Like, can't what, think of one. Like, I don't know. Like, what if football? They just like small little guys going around. I don't know. Like, what if they just eliminated the running? Which they're sort of doing that. Like, I'm a casual football fan, but like the way I understand it is, there's not as many big guys coming through the middle like to hit players i think there's some sort of rule yeah about that so i think it's just like a safety rule but yeah. so they are there it 
more offenses seem to be a little bit more pass friendly. Like they're not rushing the ball like they used to. Well, but what if the NFL just went all in and took like turned their running backs into full out receivers and just what if they were just bombing? Just it, no run like, game. Just yeah, I don't know anything about football, and that sounds ridiculous. But I would have thought well, the same thing about basketball at the volume that they shoot three points. Well, the throwing plays are the most exciting plays. Like when a running back goes, yeah, it's great if he breaks through the the middle yeah, and he yeah, goes. Yeah. A, goes through the end zone but that's a rare occasion so when someone throws up the side yeah that's kind of exciting but my question was regarding to billy beans thing in baseball how a lot of people copied his style and implemented it into their team yeah are people doing that with baseball with golden state or are they just saying fuck that we can't do it because we don't have those guys like you can't teach someone a three that's the problem and that they are doing that but they're not built to do that exactly you know what i mean like they're gonna try to beat a team the same way they play yeah but they're the ones who perfected it when really it's like you gotta you gotta figure out what you're good at and beat them that way if you're gonna beat them you're probably that's harder work you can't copy them and try to try to beat them. yeah so teams do that and it's it's kind of foolish it i mean it's acceptable to a certain extent because you got to keep up yeah but that's what i mean about like all these big guys who are in the gym all summer like practicing their threes it's like that's great but like play to your strengths if you're the best post-up big man in the league do that at least 50% of your possessions. Like don't try to catch the ball outside yeah. of the key. Anyways, do you know what the opener strategy is for baseball? No. Cause it's so what you were just asking about with like Billy Bean and Moneyball. Yeah. That's kind of happened again. So like, you know how traditionally there you have starting pitchers and relief pitchers yeah. and then a closer. Yeah. So like the, the Rays did it this year. I'm pretty sure the race invented this, but, uh, like the A's are going to do it and you'll probably, if you're watching the game on Wednesday or just if they make it further through the playoffs, you'll see it as well. Okay. Um, Cause the A's do it. a couple other teams do it. It's basically changing the way pitching rotations work. So instead of having a starting pitcher start your game, what they do, they'll start the game with like a middle reliever. So like the, the fourth, fifth, j- j- just a guy that might come out of the bullpen for okay. a couple innings here or there. Okay. What they do, they, they'll come in and they'll start the game. So they're like the opener, um, and then you bring your starting pitcher in later in the game, but you're, uh, you're saving innings on that pitcher yeah. and you're getting them longer into the game. And you're also, basically you're just seeing the way how pitching in general has changed. Mm. Like you'll see a lot more positional players pitch on, on random nights. So for example, like if your team's getting, if you're losing, yeah. And say your pitcher just got shelled, so you need to bring somebody in. Why would you go to your bullpen and take a good pitcher who might need to pitch tomorrow night in a game that you have a chance to win? Yeah. So instead of doing that, now they're like, hey, Justin, you're on second base. Why don't you go pitch? No way. Yeah, yeah. That's happened more than ever this season. Um, and you're seeing more of it. So they're kind of throwing away games. And, I mean, Major League Baseball might not be super yeah, happy about it. Yeah, that's very like, politically, again, I find. Yeah, like, you might be pissed off. Like, you're, you're taking away a level yeah. of competitive, yeah. competitiveness. It's like when they bench guys in NBA, like when they rest their starters. Yeah. And fans get pissed off because they came to see LeBron, but yeah. LeBron's resting. Yeah, so it's like, I don't know, you came to see a competitive game, and all of a sudden the third baseman's pitching. Yeah. But it's very strategic, and it puts an efficient emphasis on efficiency like why waste a pitcher's innings uh when you don't need to like in unimportant situations yeah so you know with the opener strategy is you basically put a reliever out there and then you've got your starter later in the game for the same amount of innings um or like for oakland for example they have a couple good starters but they really don't have great starting pitchers but they have a really good bullpen uh so, in, you know, instead of having a pitcher just typically like you'd have a pitcher automatically pitch five or six innings no matter what. Mm-hmm. But if that's not your strength, why do that? So you'll see them, they'll, they'll pitch a bunch of re- relievers all game for two innings, three innings, and just keep swapping out. I feel like when it comes to playoff, this strategy doesn't come into play because if you only have about what are the best of seven series, right? Mm-hmm. You're just using all your best pitchers. So even if you're losing, you're still trying to come back. Am I correct? Like they're not yes. going to put a second yes. baseman in. Yes, that that's true. That's true. But in this scenario where like the A's bullpen strength is their strength yeah. over their starting pitchers, yeah, they're just they're going to pitch their relievers more than their starters. Because typically, like, okay, I understand. You know, every team has four or five star- in the playoffs. You usually go with four starters. Yeah, 
But if your fourth starter is kind of junk, but you've got a great bullpen, why why even Bother. entertain the idea of having your four starter try to pitch five or six innings tonight? It's like when you know you trust your bullpen more. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can have everyone just pitch shor- shorter innings. Sorry, throughout the season, each team has four or five pitchers on a rotation? It, typically five. You're seeing that stretched out more now, though. There are teams with six. Um, so you'll play one game, take five to, games off, yeah. and then you play the next. Yeah. But it, it puts a, like a big toll on a pitcher's arm. You're like, you only have so many pitches. Oh, yeah. Um, when you see those counts go up to like oh, 62, yeah. you're like, oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, well, typically like the, the golden number for a good pitcher is typically like 100. In one game? Guys. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And you imagine? Uh, yeah, imagine what your arm would feel like. You know what it's like when you're like you go out in the spring for the first time. Oh yeah, you, you toss a ball like four or five times. The next day you can't pick up your phone. Imagine doing that at like thirty years old. That's mm-hmm. one thing about baseball that. You, what do you want coffee? Um, no, go ahead. Actually, I think mine's. Yeah, it might be cold. Mine's cold. That could be good. Is it hot? Is it hot? I don't want any. Um. Damn it, I lost my train of thought. Uh, what were we talking about? Baseball. Yeah. Pitching. Mm-hmm. Six. Oh, first toss is spring ball. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, now I got it. For when you're. That's one thing I love about baseball and the players that I feel. Well, not the pitching position because I feel that position can be uh, short lived, but I feel any other position. I could be wrong. First, second, third base, shortstop, outfield. I feel like you can make that career last. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You can play to your 36, 37 easily. Oh, those easily. are typically, yeah. I mean, guys play ball into their 40s, and those are typically the guys. It's real impressive when pitchers play into their 40s. Bartolo Colon did it. Oh, the big guy. Yeah. Love yeah, that this, guy. He's yeah, a character. This is last season. I think David Wells did it too, which is coincidentally another really fat guy. Yeah. Uh, fat guys, man. CC Sabathia is old too. Something about fat pitchers, for whatever reason, have long careers. It's because they don't need to throw with their shoulder. Their weight transfers the ball. It's the it's the belly weight and it tra- gets the ball in there quicker. Well, it's also probably the only muscle they exercise. Could you imagine so you're just in the summer? Way. You're just doing this, just <laughs> windmills. yeah, <laughs> windmills. You just get it going. Yeah, um, but yeah, usually positional players like your second basemen's, third basemen's. Yeah, they. They're the guys who have the longer careers. As we get older, like we're you're 27, I'm going to be 27 soon here. Yeah. And then you start to see guys' careers are over at like 28 and 29, 30. It's like, whoa. Yeah. Wait a second. That's kind of well, young. Yeah. When you realize that these guys are in their prime or like when they yeah. talk about tr- someone's prime, it's like 27. Yeah. And you, you couldn't be <laughs> further away from your athletic prime. <laughs> it's like I peaked at 18 or something and these guys – have peaked for what's what's even possible yeah it's like, uh, i think yeah. in every guy's head they still think they could play major a major sport i still think i can play in the nhl yeah i can still do it <laughs> but no then then you hear that you're like yeah he's in his prime right now he's 26 probably has like three four years left and it's like wow he's gonna be done at like 30 oh yeah they then talk, what they talk about like uh kyle lowry for example it's like oh who wants to pay a play a point point guard over 30 yeah you know what i mean like i wouldn't want to pay someone over 30 that much money he turns 30 like this, the next month or whatever like, yeah who wants to pay them that much it's like 30, 30 yeah, it's like, i said that when kobe retired he caught what's kobe, 38 he's 37 he's like man Maybe, he's still yeah, young yeah. like yeah. you know you're 38 yeah like well, you're young yeah like yeah. The guy has so much more in, in the grand scheme of things. Well, they're the best. So, yeah, think about the average players. People talk about how much money they make. But, like, the average players, typically, they're out of the league when they're 30, 31. Yeah. Think about well, football. You got, another, you got another 30 years of work. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, most people would work till they're about 60. Um, so, like, what are you going to do? For the average guy. Man, if you went into the sport at 18 making millions, you know you would not be money smart. Maybe you would. I know I wouldn't be. I think it's changed a little bit, though. Like, the athletes who have sort of come before certain yeah. guys are doing a better job of yeah. being responsible and telling guys. A- any guys that we had on the podcast over the summer, we like Luke High, Luke uh, Luke Green, Highmore. We had a couple guys with NHL that contracts. What's that? Was that a hyphenated person? What? Luke Green? Highmore? No, that's that's his first name's Matthew, Matthew Highmore. So it's two people. It's okay. two it's one person, Matthew Highmore. 
<laughs> any one okay. person you're Come confusing on. me yeah. <laughs> and i asked them every single time I'm like have you spent your money on stupid shit and I'm like yeah no i just you know saved it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if you think of like what's that dog bill burr had a great rant on it because espn did a it was espn did a, a 30 for 30 called broke yeah, yeah it was just yeah. a bunch of football players bankrupt. yeah just bought a boat yeah. bought a couple four four wheelers yeah bought a mansion yeah. <laughs> and then they're all broke it's definitely different with hockey players too though because they don't make money like these other athletes no do. yeah it's like you think about it, like a good contract in the nhl it's like you know you're making four mil a year that's a good yeah, contract like what does sid make 8.7 but he took a pay cut like kane and he took, makes 8.7 8.7 he loves that number yeah that's um, <laughs> that's, that's something. Yeah. That's kind of creepy. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of lame, but I guess there's no way that eight point seven million dollars could be lame. But yeah, yeah. But he's probably making some money out. Well, definitely, no, not definitely well, he's making a smart money. Guy and you take care of your money and you do other things. A great contract in the NHL. You're making like well, McDavid signed for twelve million a year for eight years, eight nine years. That that's a role player in the NBA. Twelve mil a year. Yeah, isn't that sickening? Like you don't know who that player is. I'm pretty sure Fred Van Vliet just signed for twelve. Who? 12 mil. Fred Fred Van Vliet, the Raptors backup point guard. Yeah, see, there you go. I don't know. Who I that think is. it's something in that neighborhood. But like, there are guys you wouldn't even know. like. Ryan Anderson is a bum, and he <laughs> makes he makes twenty million dollars a year, and he doesn't even really play. So think about this. You're playing. That's a, that's an example of a bad contract too. But like, yeah, yeah. So think about this. You're playing at the Air Canada Center, or you're not playing. Let's say you play for the Raptors and you're on the bench. You're making twenty million a year, not you know, not yeah. really doing anything. But then Austin Matthews is in the stands. He, he runs the show in the NHL. Just, just it up. Yeah. they just turn the ice over to the court, yeah. and he's only making like ten mil. Yeah, and he's like one of the best in the NHL. Yeah, and he hasn't even signed his contract yet. But when he does, like that, it'll be like ten mil. Yeah, could you imagine? Yeah, the there's only... a lot of guys on NBA benches who are making fifteen million dollars a year. And they... so, what is your if you're making fifteen mil a year? You better be, and you're not playing. You're just a bench role player. Well, yeah, you, you, you have do, to be so you, grateful. You play, but yeah, so grateful. Y- yeah, yeah. Like you would think. I would say. I would say please and thank you. I would hold the door. I still do that anyways, but. To the organization, like if anyone said, hey, "All right, we have to go visit some sick kids at the hospital," I'd be like, "All right, yeah, me, I'll go right now. Yeah, let's yeah, go." Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. if I wasn't contributing on the floor, I, I do w- think they're contractually obligated to do those things. You don't I, think? No, I think they are. Oh, yeah. they have to. Yeah, I'm sure they want to. Imagine how many times, like, like every time a professional team goes to a hospital to visit sick kids, I've noticed that the 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 answer is the same. It's yeah, you know, it's a great uh, it's a great thing to be a part of. Well, not even just sick kids, just like anything they do. It's yeah, I'm happy to be a part of it. Happy to help. Happy to put a smile on. Happy to yeah. When you become in the world of media, you know the answers are all the same. I couldn't tell you how yeah, many but times. Why else are you going to visit sick kids? Yeah, I get, well, it's, it's for the kids. Was, you got to yeah, put a I smile just like on looking their face. At them, yeah. yeah, just like looking <laughs> at them. No, but it's not even. I guess it's the world of the. Yeah. It's just one thing I've noticed over the past yeah, year no, doing no, this. It's just sure. all the hot like hockey guys are like same answers. You got to just. But I guess it's my job to get different answers out of people. Definitely, baseball player. I love the baseball character. The baseball character yeah. is kind of similar to the hockey character. Character, yeah. excuse me. But the baseball character I find is a little bit more. Um, almost non-English, like humby. Like it, it's yeah. almost it's almost the. Well, they're they're typically. Well, some of them are like the backwoodsy type, country type. And I love like, that. Yeah, I don't mind yeah, that at all. Yeah, yeah. Grew up on a farm, but oh. yeah, there's definitely like a um, a level of candidness that you want, and hockey players definitely don't have that. But and most athletes don't have that. But when you when you find an athlete who's like can speak very candidly, yeah, I mean that's what's the most refreshing because they're just talking to you like a normal person. I wonder if there's more fights. Between baseball teams or hockey teams, because if you think about it, baseball guys, what? How many games are in a year? One hundred fifty-two. One sixty-two. One hundred and sixty-two games in a year. You yeah. you can't tell me that there's t- teammates that fucking hate each other by the end of the year. Yeah, you I, know well, what I mean. I'm sure that's the case, but also like, I don't think with a lot of those teams, I don't think a lot of those guys even really know each other. Like football players, like, like defense ba- and offensive line. Well, yeah, that's a great example. You know, d- defensive offensive line but like baseball i'm thinking like if you're a relief pitcher you spend all your time in the bullpen you hang out with the pitchers why are you gonna know the third baseman you know why are you gonna know the star outfield like you know each other but you're talking like you've got all these players who are speaking different languages you got the guys who are speaking spanish i never thought got, of that got your americans or canadians you and then you've got there's asian players so like you have all these cliques of people who come from different regions mm. 
and then you have clicks because people play different positions mm-hmm. like pitchers and catchers hang out mm-hmm. outfielders infielders hang out mm-hmm. and then it's like you also have a 30-man roster and then there's yeah. a 50-man roster so it's like there's just so many bodies and people are coming up and down in major leagues all the time and then getting traded and getting traded. So it's like, guys. how well do you really get to know a guy? Yeah. Like you, you're probably, you, you're tight with a certain group of guys yeah. for sure. Yeah. But I don't think you know the entire team. So I'm sure there is, you know, some, some beef, but honestly, what you just described to me was just a, a work, a workspace office. Just you're in a work, you're in a work, you're in an office. Yeah. You know, there's a hundred, there's whatever, 30, 50 people in the office. Yeah. You don't know everyone. Yeah. It's like, how well do you really know? You Karen? see him every day. Yeah, 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 yeah. You exactly. got to work together, but. Oh, it, you know, yeah. you, you don't, don't go, hey, how are you? And, yeah. and that's where it ends. Yeah. It's just, you just yeah. do it. You just play sports, but you don't actually know them. Yeah. It's like that in hockey, like the French players, English players. There's a huge uh, divide in the dressing room yeah. between that. Well, and I, I think that's what casual sports fans are just, you know, people in general don't consider and they sort of forget is that like you know they're professional athletes and a lot of them do i know there's a lot of unprofessional athletes but like they do treat in a professional manner they go to work it's their job they're pros like for us it's so cool but this is work they go there every single day like you think they love playing baseball every single day like some of them yeah which is great but like a lot of them no they're just amazingly skilled at it. I've yeah. had this. I've, we've talked about this before. Yeah. So it's every like sport has a guy every day, like that. So yeah, you're not all like super excited. Yeah. Oh, this is my team. I love my teammates. Yeah. It's like no, that's my coworker. Yeah. We have a goal. We need to win. I want to sign that next contract. Could you imagine being in the position? Not even in the position. Just imagine being dull to performing in front of twenty thousand people. Oh, how many people are in baseball stadiums? Fifty? I know they're bigger than yeah, like an average. Yeah, I mean they vary, but yeah. So then imagine after I know Hulk Hogan, I don't ask me why I'm bringing up Hulk Hogan, <laughs> but he had that reality show and like he he was retiring uh he, he retired. He had nothing to do with Saturday and he's playing like checkers and he was playing as a board game with his family. Yeah. On a Saturday. Just the guy's bored out of his mind. He's like, I'm used to filling out twenty thousand yeah, dollars yeah. twenty thousand people plus arenas and just slamming people into the ground right now i'm playing checkers i'm bored out of my mind yeah. i wonder if people that are done sports are just like the fuck am i doing right now like, i got yeah, nothing to do some people never find anything to fill that void that's a tough thing to fill yeah imagine but but some people like what the people that are sick of it just like they don't oh care. yeah i heard kobe say the other day someone was like you know how how often do you still play basketball and he's like i don't I can see that. Yeah, and I, JJ Reddick said that. I was listening to his podcast. He has a podcast? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's good. Um, but he, they're like uh, asking like when he eventually does retire sort of thing. He's like, I don't think I'm going to touch a basketball. Like as soon as I retire, like obviously I'm going to pick it up again at some point, but I'm not going to touch a basketball mm-hmm. again for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I think that's more common amongst athletes yeah i agree on that aspect of it it's just the performing i think that they missed the performing of it i think they would miss maybe not because yeah we, no no you know what i could never say because i've never done it for 20 15 plus years yeah maybe i would get sick of it too maybe it would just be you know when another you thing of, for you think about hulk hogan is he is performing that that's a performance he has to be on 100 every single time he just, goes under the ring like yeah. he's pumping up a crowd like he's not just an athlete it's performance art, exactly. uh, perform art, whatever you know what I mean. Sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know another thing about it is obviously Kobe has a bunch of documentaries about what he did when he played and like the commitment that he put into it. And it's like, yeah, I'm up at 4 a.m. calling the trainer, shooting threes before practice, whatever. Yeah. That's not fun. Even though he does it, he does yeah. it because he loves the game of basketball. Yeah. But. If you're like you said, JJ Redick, I'm sure the same, the exact same thing. Like that's not fun. You do it because you want to be yeah. great. Yeah, it it is very much a job. Yeah, and I mean that's how guys separate themselves in the leagues. Like, it's it's the guys who I mean it sounds obvious, but it's the guys who put in the work. Like it's and they always say that about the NBA. It's like it's the guys who are at the gym at 5 a.m. You know, and they don't have to be there till noon. That it's it's kind of it sounds like common sense when you think about it. That is it's. But it's just in life, man. If you're a pro, you just show up. You show up. Like, they're just showing up every day. They're at the gym. They're shooting. They're showing up. People show up to the gym. And yeah. What's the perfect example from that movie? The guy, Bunny, the football movie. Bobby. Bunny? No. Space Jam? No. Friday Night Lights. Booby. Oh, yeah. yeah Booby yeah, yeah, shows yeah, yeah. up to yeah. the gym. He's got all the skill in the world. 
hey, booby, I didn't see you lift any weights. I don't need to lift weights. I'm going to the show. Yeah. I'm not saying that that happens to people and then they get hurt afterwards, but like, man, that that's, if you show up, this, this uh, yeah. I, I, do you watch um, American Vandal? Was that with it's that, like, Jimmy Tatro? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Why are you bringing that up? Well, right there, now? there's this, there, <laughs> there's a season two. Have you seen season two? No, I haven't. Season it's, one was great though. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> season two, there's somebody, there's like a, it, there's a turd burglar. Like somebody makes their like school shit. Okay. They, they spike the lemonade. Love it. So, yeah. <laughs> You're hooked already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <It> sold. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, so they're trying to catch this person. But the point is, like, there's a basketball team. So it's this private school, the basketball team. It's like a top-ranked school. And there's this star player who's going to go to the NBA. Okay. And just, like, obviously it's a show. But just the way he sort of carries himself, like, oh, I don't, like, he's definitely the type of guy, like, oh, I don't need to practice. I don't need to do any of this. I'm not worried about school. I'm not worried about anything. Like, I'm going to the show. When you grow up and you're the best, you've always been the best amongst your group of friends, your league, your neighborhood, your town, your city, you're so used to being the best. But once you get to the profession, like you're, you just expect these things. Mm. Like if nothing has ever been hard for you in the world of basketball or baseball or hockey, why would you expect it to be? Why would you think you need to work hard if it's never been difficult? Mm -hmm. But it's not until you become a professional that it, those things actually become difficult because everyone's, who makes it there has the talent, mm-hmm. then it's the hard work that starts to separate. Mm-hmm. So that's why you see so many like top draft picks guys never had to work hard for anything, <laughs> but then they just flame out because they got to work hard. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, well, basketball's always been easy. Like, well, newsflash, like it's not anymore. Another great example where life just, uh, or sports can relate to life just like anything. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. That's the great thing about sports, right? I guess so. So we're coming up on an hour here. I could talk for another hour, but I'm exhausted. Yeah. How was your day, actually? It Long was fine. Okay. Pardon? Yeah, it's you had a good day? Yeah, case of the Mondays, you know. Oh, yeah, that's a thing, eh? <laughs> Mondays. Uh, Monday no, blues. Fine. Yeah, yeah. Yep, it was fine. So um, what Wednesday, where are you watching the game? Uh, home. Dude, right. Did you want to come over? Yeah, what time's the game on at? It's on at 9. Yeah, that's probably not. That's late for you, yeah. I hate. It's late for me. Yeah, it's late for anyone. Yeah, we're not getting old, are we? No, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> but if, Nate, if, if you got a reason to get up in the morning, it becomes difficult. Even if I was sixteen, I, uh, no, yeah. that's a lie. Yeah. If I was when I when you're like a teenager, you don't give a fuck about time. No. Just I'll do this at any time. I'm I would, put, I'll I would, do it. I would watch a baseball game, like because sometimes they go in extra innings. I'd watch it till two, three o'clock in the morning. Even if I had to be up for school at eight, like I didn't care. Yeah, like it was a sacrifice I was willing to make. I'm 14 years old. I remember drinking when you're like 19? Like you drink 12 beer, it'd be fine in the morning. Yeah. Well, you're, I mean, I yeah, I used to work every Saturday at 8:30. Yes. And Tons of stories in yeah, there. And it's just like, yeah, you drink yeah. till three or four o'clock, and then. Get it together and do what you got to do. Actually, I've been thinking about this in my head. I'll bring it up to you now and to everyone listening. Yeah. Sober October. You just want to give up drinking for October? Yes. Is October the month for that? Why you think November is? Well, I'm thinking, I honestly, I'm I thinking like leading up to close. Christmas and I'm just thinking yeah. I'm going to be drinking my face off for Christmas yeah. and I just honestly, not even October, maybe even November. I just want to see how long I can go. Like, I really want to try. Yeah. I know like, Maybe sports are on the best, you know, I know. Yeah, maybe no drink November. No, I mean, yeah, maybe. I'm really going to try for October. There's Thanksgiving in October. I know, but it's just like, then it's November, then it's like, oh, it's someone's birthday. Every month there's an excuse to drink. Yeah. It's just, that, that's what I've learned. Because each month I'm trying. It's like, oh, June, July, August, you can't. That's summer. I, I just find an excuse for everything. I'm tr- I really want to try. I'm yeah, doing well, great so far. It's only the first, but you could also try that whole moderation thing. What does that mean? Apparently, that's a big moderation. Hint. No. Yeah. If you ever say to someone, "Yeah, let's go to the bar and have one beer," it's just like, you know, it's not a thing. Right, but you can have a beer or two at home. I yeah, I guess you can. Yeah. But I don't like to have a beer or two at home. I know what you mean. It's like people that come home and have a beer. I just don't see the point. I guess. I do see the point, but I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I don't well, like to, I don't like to have a beer by myself. 
I, I have shifted away from more so like drinking 10 beer one night a week to like drinking two beer every single night. Mm. It really just keeps in line with my diet. Question. But it's less irresponsible. Outside of beer, have you been experimenting? Any whiskeys? I've, I've been... Uh I like I've been experimenting. <laughs> I've been experimenting. I've been experimenting yeah. a little with my with my liquors. Yeah. So just the beer, I love the beer after uh, the hockey. The um, well, if you're drinking any sort of volume, you're gonna want to yeah n- not drink a lot of beer. The way I see it is the less calories with the whiskey. Like you have a glass of whiskey, less oh, exactly. calories. Yeah. Yeah. Tastes like shit, but there's also good taste in whiskey out there. We can't continue to drink beer at the pace we have our entire lives no it's not sustainable it's not sustainable yeah so you find other things but anyways i'm gonna try for all of october and november i'm gonna try all right you're not gonna drink the fall classic i'll uh foxy there's another (laughs) excuse like it's just it's a ball and baseball man they go hand in hand there's an beer and baseball i know everyone goes yeah january i'm not gonna have a drink but it's just like the first time someone goes all right let's have a drink it's like, yep, I love it. I'm going to have a drink. Yeah. Every month, Kev. Every there, there are month. better drinking months than others, though. It's like you don't need to have a drink in February. Actually, you probably do because February is pretty depressing. But, like, do you need to have a drink in April? March? Yeah, probably. You do? Oh, well, I think a March Madness. Oh, yeah. April, yeah, you know, something. April, I'm trying Easter. to think. <laughs> yeah, I don't know when <laughs> April, yeah, April's a pretty April Fools. You got to drink then. Yeah, but that's just the thing. Every single month, there's a an excuse to drink. Yeah, yeah. I'm. Uh, what were you calling it? October. October. Sober October. Sober. October. Joe, they do it on Joe right? Rogan's yeah. podcast. Like yeah. the, those group of guys. And I was like, man, I'll try that. I'll try to. Yeah, everybody's doing it. Kind of a sensitive sub. Not sensitive, but your wedding. Oh yeah, the liquor situation. What's the is it open bar? It's a sober wedding. No, it's a sober yeah, wedding. It's, it's dry. Yeah. What's the bar situation? Well, there is no. Bar. Oh, so so but no alcohol. It's a. It's a BYOB. No, it's a BYOB. <laughs> BYOB. And BYOB's great. BYOB. No, there's no drinking. Well, I'll I'll snick a pint in the in the roof of the bathroom or something. Yeah, no, there, there, there is there is going to be a very uh, well stocked bar. Good whiskey. Good everything. <laughs> good everything. All right, that's yeah, good. We'll make some moonshine. Um, do you got a prediction for the World Series before we uh, <sighs> sign off? I'm gonna go Dodgers. Okay. And then I'm gonna go. I'll go A's. Can those two teams meet up? Absolutely. Yeah, I'll go Dodgers and A's, and then I'm gonna say Dodgers are gonna win. I okay. just. What about you? Uh, yeah, it's funny. Like we, we didn't, I don't even feel like we really talked about the postseason too much, but it's like, <laughs> <laughs> we didn't really talk about the Red Sox. The Red Sox are the best team. Um, I don't really have much faith in their pitching outside of a couple of guys. David Price. David Price is good, but I mean, he can get blown up in the right game. Isn't that uh, a guy who's making like 40 mil a year? Yeah. He's, he's making uh bank. Uh, Chris Sale, Rick Porcello, like those stuff. Like I really like Chris Sale, but there are other guys like they they could get tagged. So like, they are the best team. I don't think they're gonna do it. Um, honestly, Cleveland's a dark horse. They have the best pitching rotation. They like, but they're gonna have they're gonna have to play. Who are they gonna? Oh, they're gonna have to play the Astros yeah. in the first round. I think that's what the matchup is. So that's gonna be tough. I'm gonna take the Astros out of the American League. Shout out to Luke. Yeah, shout out Luke, front of the pod. Uh, and then National League Cubs. Okay. Cubs. Yeah. So I'll say Astros over Cubs. Um, so I was way off with my picks, but they, it could happen. Well, nothing's happened yet. Yeah, I guess so. It's an unpredictable, bang on. It's an unpredictable yeah. sport. Yeah. Um, yeah, anyways, I'm looking forward to it. All right. Let's wrap it up. Okay. Everyone listening, I appreciate it. Uh, thank you for tuning in. If you could do us a favor... Go to our iTunes account, go to the comment section, and leave us a great comment or a bad one. I don't care. Just be honest with us. Um, also, go to all of our social media outlets. Like, subscribe, comment. I appreciate the support. High button has just started. We haven't even, well, I guess we have begun, but we, uh, we're not even close to what we want to accomplish. High button. Kev, thanks again. Thank you.
I got nothing else to say. Good night, everybody. Or good morning, whenever you're listening.